around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you, and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. As always, we are honored and thrilled to talk to you about the good things we know that the Lord's wanting to talk to the church about and help us all get our job done in the 21st century. Every one of us are so important. There's no reason for anyone in the kingdom of God or anybody that has any heart to work for the Lord ever feel like they're not needed, um, they can't fit in, <laughs> that there's you don't know what to do. Well, that's why we're on here, to help you understand uh, and encourage those of you that already have the baton in your hand and you're running the race. We're so grateful that we're all working together to do this ministry around the world and bring the love of Jesus to the world, a world, Terry, that you've ministered to for 51 years and gone around the world preaching and teaching that God so loved the world. Yes, yes, yes. That yes. he gave his only begotten son that if they would believe on him, they would not perish. But they should they, not. Should not. They are every day, but they should not perish. I know. The believing heart is such a priority to the kingdom of God. It's why Jesus came. He looks at hearts. Yes, he does. And he's looking at, at what our hearts present to him. And wherever there's a hungry heart, we want the gospel of the Lord Jesus to be there for them to receive. Oh, that's from. right. And you know, starting in, in Matthew uh Matthew 4, starting at verse 23, it tells us that Jesus came teaching and preaching right. and healing. Right. And it follows up that scripture by saying they brought to him all kinds of sick people, terrible, horribly sick people, lunatic people, right. demon-possessed people, people with the palsy, right. people that couldn't get to him by themselves. And people cared enough to bring them to him. And it says that he healed them. Right. Isn't that a simple thing? He, he came teaching and right. preaching and, preaching. and healing. That, that's that's right. it. No big, no big, huge church service no, no right. big huge no, right. no technology no no you know flashing lights and dancing girls i mean he just came <laughs> teaching and preaching <laughs> no that's and right healing he taught when he needed to teach he preached when he needed to preach and he healed when he needed to heal that is the ministry of jesus the lord spoke to me when i was a teenager and said to me he said jesus came teaching preaching and healing all three at the same time and he said, my church thinks I can only do one thing at a time. He said, so they've had dispensations. They call them dispensations. And they've had the healing dispensation. And they've had the teaching dispensation. And they've had the preaching dispensation. And he says, they think I can only do one thing at one time. But he said, I can do all three at the same time. Yes, he can. And he said, son, as he had called me in the ministry, he said, son, if you want the ministry of Jesus, you must do all three at the same time. You teach when you need to teach. Preach when you need to preach and heal when you need to heal. And if they will bring them, I will heal them. That's wonderful. Isn't that just a simple oh, so gospel simple. message? Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere Jesus went, the Bible tells us that he had the 12 disciples with him. And not only did he have the 12 disciples with him, but Luke chapter 8, and starting in verse 1, tells us that he not only had the 12 disciples with him everywhere he went, right. he had many, M-A-N-Y, bunches, a bunch of women, women that traveled with him constantly and continuously. Wow. And it says that those women ministered to him of their substance or of their money and their influence. Uh, those women were connect wow. the dots women. Those women That's were right. networking women. One of them, it names three of them. It's very unusual in the Bible when it names women. 
but but it actually named three of them. It said Mary Magdalene was one of them, out of whom went seven devils. Then it says, and Joanna was one of them. And then it tells us that she was married to a guy named Chusa, and Chusa was King Herod's steward. So the guy that's keeping King Herod's money, that's uh, his wife is running around with Jesus and ministering to him of her substance. And then an, another one was Susanna. So it listed these three, Mary and Joanna and Susanna. And then it says, and many others, many other what? Many other women that traveled with him constantly and made those meetings and made those miracles happen. You know, Renee, I've said many times, I don't take anything away from Jesus. He is the miracle worker. Exactly. He is the son of God. It's all about Jesus. But he would not have done all those miracles had he not had all that help. No, it's that's right. Over and over and over, the Bible says they brought to they him. They brought. They brought to wow. him. That unnamed they. That, yes. that that Those people that cared enough about God and cared enough about people that they would go out of their way and they would spend money and they would spend time and they would spend effort. And, and bringing those kind of people to well, Jesus was not easy. They didn't just pull up no, in their air-conditioned no, car goodness. and honk the horn and somebody jumped in and, and they went down to the air-conditioned meeting. You know, these were people that the Bible says they were lunatic. Uh, you know, Americans don't know anything about people that are lunatic. No. Uh, it says they were tormented. You know, we locked, they those, work with them we locked those people away. We put them in institutions. That's true. Tormented people uh, right. pull their hair out. They rip their hair out by the roots. Right. They, they bite themselves. They claw themselves. They, they cut themselves. Cut themselves. Uh, they're tormented. Right. And it says that they brought to him those that were tormented. It says right. they brought to him those that were lunatic. Right. It says they brought to him those that that were possessed of devils. Now, being possessed of devils, by, by the very definition, is that the devil controls you and possesses you and makes That's you right. do stuff right. uh, that you don't want to do. And these people cared enough to go get those people. And it says, and they brought those that had the palsy. They couldn't even walk. So they had to carry those people. And they had to carry them through hot, dusty <laughs> Uh, days in Israel, roads, little rocky dirt roads, well, and get to Jesus wherever he was. And it says they brought to him. And it says, it always says every time, and he healed them. He healed them. Then Matthew 14, verse 35 says, when the men of that place, we could say the men and women of that place, had knowledge of Jesus, that they sent out into all that country round about. That's a big bunch of real estate. Sure is. Into sure all is. that country round about. They didn't use telephones. They didn't use internet. They didn't right. use television. They didn't use billboards. They literally had to go door to door, knock on the door and say, is anybody sick here? You're coming with me. Is anybody sick here? You're coming with me. Is anybody sick here? You're well, coming with me. It says they, when they had knowledge of Jesus, they sent out into A-double-L, all that country round about, and brought to him, A-double-L, all, not a few, not three, not six, not a few, all that were diseased, and he, yeah, no, no, then it says that when they got them to him, it says that they besought him, the people that went and got the sick people, they besought him on their behalf, on the sick people's behalf. They begged Jesus, Jesus, just let them touch a hem of your garment. Just let them touch your garment. You don't even have to preach. Well, you don't have to sing. You don't have to tell jokes. You don't have to do anything. Just, just walk by and let them touch your clothes. And the Bible says, as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Now, what chapter is that again? That's Matthew chapter 14, and Matthew starting at verse 35. See, when, when you were teaching that recently in a local church, which was just outstanding, we're working right now to get that particular meeting available for people to get through your ministry and I'm just so 
moved by that every time I hear you talk about that in Matthew 14. When you and I first got married... Because he had those people not brought them, he wouldn't have healed them. He wouldn't have healed them. They would not have got a miracle. They would not have been healed had those unnamed they, those heroes of the Bible... They really are. Had they not gone and gone to some real effort, real effort... Uh, bringing lunatic people, bringing tormented, bringing demon possessed, bringing those that had the palsy, bringing all those people, had they not done that, even though Jesus is the miracle worker and I don't take anything away from him, he would not have healed them. Those miracles would not have happened had it not been for the people, the they. Thank no. God for them. I don't know their name, but God knows their name and they've got a star in their crown in heaven. No, that's correct. Uh, what I was saying earlier too was that during that when you've taught that and ministered out of Matthew chapter 14 that that emphasis of Jesus going about doing all of those things just like in the early years uh, first few months that we were married you taught a great deal out of Matthew 10 oh yeah and you talked all about how Jesus uh, went into these places, names how he called the 12 and then took all of them and they began to go and do all these things and that was cure the sick, raise the dead, yeah, yeah. cleanse the lepers, yeah. drive out demons. Yes. And it was that unnamed they that began to move and hear him teaching, yes. preaching, preaching and casting out devils, healing, yes. raising the dead, yes. curing yes. the lepers, yes. all of that. That persona that he presented in his generation of one that had the ability to do that, but he couldn't do it, as you said so many times. He couldn't do it without the help That's right. of people That's bringing. Right. All of the miraculous is at a standstill. It's halted. It can't sure, function sure. without the cooperation of people that will bring people into the church or exactly. to the man of God. Being or a to partner the to meeting. your church, yeah, a partner partners. to your pastor. Yeah. Well, you know, Jesus uh, about to go into a new town, doesn't know anybody there, uh, people don't know him, but he's got these political and wealthy and connected women. And, you know, women are just such networkers. Don't you know that when he was about to go into a town that Joanna, the wife yeah. of Chusa, Herod Stewart, don't you know she was connected in those towns? Don't you know she knew women in the higher echelons and upper upper strata? Don't you know she sent messages to them and said, hey, I'll be in town next Thursday and Jesus is coming and he, 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 he opens blind eyes and heals deaf ears and, and heals cripples and you, you, you send your, you get your ladies together and you send them out to get some sick people. And, oh, and right. don't you know that those, those women networked and, and, and uh, connected the dots so that when Jesus got there, there right. was a crowd and there was sick people and there was people he could heal. Uh, and, and you know that same thing works today. It's not the pastor's job to go out in the highways and byways and bring people in, but if the people will go out and bring them in That's right. and then just tell somebody, you know, you're sitting in work next to somebody and they'll, they'll start telling you their problems. They'll say, they my sure baby's will. got sick of this or my wife's been diagnosed with cancer or my husband's doing this or my teenagers are doing that. And all you have to say is, well, you know what? Uh, <coughs> this Sunday I'm going to pick Excuse you up and take you to my church. At my church, God's healing people left and right and people are getting healed, help and people are getting healed. And I'm gonna take you to church in my car and then after church, uh, and, you know, we'll sit together at church. You know, you don't have to sit in your favorite pew. You can, you can sit back with, with the visitors yes. uh, one Sunday and then take them to lunch. And then I'm gonna take you to lunch. 
So, you know, it's going to cost you a lunch. It's going to cost you a hamburger. It's going to cost you a steak dinner. But you're going to take somebody to church and get them healed and helped. All these people in the Bible that got miracles and miracles and miracles and miracles was because somebody else brought them. Some of my big crusades, you know, yeah. some, some of those sick people, they can't get there by themselves. And I, I look out they there can't. and see people coming and bringing them, and yet they get healed and they go back on their own on their own power. You know, you and I are about to have a crusade here in a few months in a in a country that we haven't talked about, and we will not talk about it until it gets closer because we don't want the bad guys to know we're coming. But we're going to have a we're going to have a, a, a crusade that they're expecting seventy to a hundred thousand people to be there, Renee. And when we get there. I'm here to tell you that I guarantee I can write the story in the report before we go. There'll be blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, cripples walk, devils cast out. Uh, you know, maybe the dead raised, we don't know. But uh, those miracles will take place and then salvations will take place by the tens of thousands. Uh, marvelous things will happen because we're going to go and do a crusade to the masses. And when you do a crusade to the masses, that's the kind of stuff that happens. But to do that, you have to have help. No, you really do. The help, uh, though it may come from the Lord, it comes through people. Well, you always, it always comes from the Lord. <laughs> and the fact that, I, you know, the, the simple said, verses in the, the Bible, worker. the simple verses like in Psalms where it says, Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I will lift mine eyes up into the hills, and whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Yes, and all of that. You know, God moving through people uh, just are going to do some miraculous things to help set up uh, the miracles, the healings, the deliverances, the, uh, you know, all of those demon spirits coming out, just the atmosphere that the people of God can oh, absolutely. create absolutely. where demons tremble and scream and yes, cry out yes, yes. when the spiritual authority is exercised by whoever's in charge praying and laying hands on people. But it's just so important for the church this day and time to realize how important they are. If, you, if we could be numbered among the they. The unnamed they, absolutely. <laughs> the old Pentecostal song that says, I'm so glad I am, uh, you know, I am one of them. I am one of them, yep. I'm so yep. glad that I can say I'm one of them, yep. you know. Yep. Yep. And it's so important for us to realize that in the last days, as you prayed before we were coming on uh, to do the podcast, that God would would shine the light on people in yes, their minds yes, where they yes, get yes. this and they understand this. Holy Spirit shine the light. And that they would God would be able to prick their hearts and then move on their will. Yes. And that and that the church begins to think in a much bigger expanse of expectancy that they begin to expect yes. the Lord to do yes. things expect through them. Expect the Lord. Well, and to have the influence that, that you can go out and begin to talk to people and then bring them into, uh, you know, the local church and have your pastor lay hands on them and, yes, have, yes, and have yes. begin to, to move a congregation towards expectancy rather than just attendance, you know. That they just come to church. Well, we're going to attend church. We'll be at church this morning. But they have to come expecting. And in order to do that, I think sometimes you need to bring other people with you to to fire up on the inside no, of you right. that that you're going to expect the pastor to preach something that'll help them. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And yes. if they come sick, then you're going to expect the pastor that when he lays hands on them, they're they're going to get their healing. Sure. And if the church will wake up to that kind of that arm of evangelism. And then they'll begin to wake up to the world that, that, that God can move outside the four walls yes, of that church yes. through their lives. Yes. Well, you know, I've always said the name of Jesus on your lips can, can save the sick, can, can, exactly. can save the sinner. 
Exactly. Uh, the name of Jesus on your lips can heal the sick. The name of Jesus on your lips can raise the dead. The name of Jesus on your lips right. can cast out devils. So it, it's a it's a partnership together. It is. Hey, listen, we're uh, it may be kind of noisy because we're in the Dallas Fort Worth Airport right now. Uh, we have had no time anywhere else to even do a podcast. In fact, we're a day late with this one. Uh, but we've been on the road. We've been preaching. Uh, last week we were in uh, San Antonio. Uh, my grandson, Luke Feeker, uh, just graduated from Air Force That's basic right. training. They That's call it right. BMT, basic military training these days. We called it boot camp in my day. Right. And uh, he just graduated from that. Now he's back in Tulsa. We took him to dinner last night. We were at his graduation last Friday, and then we took him and some other uh, grandkids to the to dinner last night. And then uh, uh, we went. We were in Lake Charles, Louisiana, had tremendous meetings there with Brian and Natalie Pitkin. Then we right. went to, after San Antonio and the Air Force graduation, we went to Conroe, Texas, and Pastor Sue Lanza is a dear, dear friend. Her husband Tom's in heaven now, but he was a dear friend as well, and they're partners with our ministry. And, uh, you know, most of these churches we go to are partner churches, people right. that, that help us go to the right. world and go to missions and do that. We give them first dibs or first choice on my calendar because there's only 52 Sundays in the year. And, uh, uh, you know, about 20 of those I'm overseas or sometimes half of those I'm overseas, which means that I only have 30 or so right. here in the States. And so I have to be careful with those Sundays and dish them out, ration them out carefully and wisely. To, to the churches that love us and, and send us around the world, our partner churches. And so we were with Sue uh, Lanza Sunday, and it was tremendous. And today we're on our way to New York City, and that's why we're in Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. We got home to, to Tulsa just two nights ago, and then today here we are uh, back at DFW Airport right. on our Deja way to <laughs> on our way to LaGuardia. Uh, and to be ministering this weekend in the Bronx right. with uh, dear friends Billy and Paula Marshall. Yes, and we love the the name of their church. It's such a cool name about Overflow Christian Center. Overflow Christian Center. <laughs> and you're actually doing a ladies' yes. tea that they've been advertising on TV, um, excuse me, on Facebook for the last couple of weeks. It is sold out. Uh, I don't know what that means. They said, uh, they said, well, Renee's meeting sold out. You can still come to Brother Terry's. So I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I don't know what all that means. But anyway, you're going to be doing a wonderful ladies' lunch and ladies' tea. And then I'll be ministering uh, in the church on Sunday. And uh, if you're in New York City and uh, they're over in the Bronx, want to come over to the just, Bronx and be yeah. in church with us at Overflowing Christian Center with. Pastor Billy and Paula Marshall, we'd love to have you. And uh, when we leave there, we'll only be home a couple of days and then go to Canada. And our dear friends Walter uh, and Karen Enns up in uh, Winkler, Manitoba, not very far from Winnipeg, just south of Winnipeg. That's right. And we'll fly into Winnipeg and then drive down to uh, uh, Winkler and have meetings there next weekend. And then... Uh, from there, we don't even get to come home. We're flying straight into Fort Worth, back to DFW Airport, because uh, Brother Copeland's uh, network, television network, that they've called BVOVN uh, these last number of years, and now they're calling it Victory Network. Uh, our dear friend Jesse Duplantis has uh, decided to have a, a, a special television uh, ministry time uh, and bringing in uh, those that have programs with Brother Copeland's uh, network and those that don't. Uh, and so they've asked us to come. They asked us when we were at Southwest Believers uh, uh, this summer. That's right. If we would come, uh, even though we don't 
have programming there. Uh, and if we would, but we have been friends with the Copelands for 47 years uh, and, and believe in their ministry and they've partnered with us and helped us and blessed us. And so uh, we want to come in and talk, talk, talk to the people about that. that That's right. Uh, that new network and, and what Brother Copeland's doing and My just goodness. the blessings that they're being to people. So we'll be on television for the first couple of days of October. I guess it will be. Right. Uh, I, I think that's a Tuesday and a Tuesday Wednesday. Tuesday and a Wednesday. Uh, we'll be, you and I will be on, on television there. And, and then we'll finally get to go back home. And then we start gearing up for, even though we the, after that we go to Florida and we go to a couple other places, but, but we start gearing up for a great conference in Germany. Right. And from Germany to Romania and Romania back here, and then it'll be the middle of December, and my, my. <laughs> then we'll start next year. Well, that's just how important all of us working together, like with Brother Copeland's uh, television ministry, all the things that are going on. The Lord's just trying to get the church ready to do the things that we need to do. To bring in the harvest, and yes, whether it yes, be by is. whether it be by a media gift, uh, you know, ministry in that regard, or whether it be by going to the actual location of where God wants to do something yes. in a third world or yes, foreign country, yes. it's so important for everybody to do your job. Um, as Terry was talking about today in Matthew 14 and Matthew 10, Jesus and all that He was doing and preaching and teaching in those two chapters. I marvel like when Terry was preaching that on Sunday that it was just such a a tremendous focus to get the people ready that he was sending them out, sending them out to go and do that. Yes, yes. And to go and and that they went out. The yes. not only the disciples went out and he called them and, and gave them and told them what to do and said, I want you to cure the sick, I want you to heal the lepers, yes. I want you to raise yes. the dead. Yes. You know? yes. And he's he went teaching and preaching and then all these other people go out and, and bring all these people in. I was reading those last two verses you mentioned there in Matthew fourteen, thirty five and thirty six, and it says, And they begged him to yeah, let they them begged him. they besought him. Merely um, the Amplified says beg, the King James says besought, um, to touch even the fringe of his garment. And that's and not the sick people that's begging him. No, it's the people that brought the, the people sick that people that are begging Jesus, please just let them touch your clothes. No, right. All the people that came to your crusades in those third world countries all in the past years, that they have that they have come and they, they brought the sick mm -hmm. because there is no alternative. You no, know? that's right. They're dying. They're hurting. <laughs> They're dying. And they don't have the hospitals and the insurance companies and the policies and the and all of the great uh, cancer no, hospitals right. that we right. have that's here right. in America. It's got to be Jesus or you die. No, that's right. And so the church has to be ready because you don't know the kind of people you're going to come up on. You can't always get them into a hospital. You can't get them to see a no, doctor right. anymore. Even well, our system and, and is more complicated. Many times medical science can't help them. I mean, no, they're just they too far gone. And, and medical science are honest enough to say, hey, we can't. We can't help you. You know, I had one doctor in India years ago. I've told this story before, so I won't belabor the point. But one Christian doctor said to a man in the hospital who had been there for a year and a half, 18 months right. in bed, Such a tremendous testimony. Couldn't, couldn't go to the bathroom. I had to bring him a bedpan every time he went to the bathroom. And a Christian doctor said to him, hey, you know, we can't help you. The medical science can't help you. You've been here all this time and nothing has helped you and nothing will help you. But there's a man named Terry Mize down here, a man of God holding a crusade. Why don't you see if you can get some friends to take you down there and see if God will help you. And sure enough, he got three friends. That's, uh, that's those they that right. Were, were right back. That man would not have come no. had those three people brought not right. brought him. And right. I wouldn't have seen him and I wouldn't have prayed for him and God wouldn't have healed him right. had not those three friends right. brought him 
to that meeting and had not that Christian doctor said to him, hey, there's a man of God in town. Why don't you see if, if God will help you? And they get somebody to take you down there. And so three wow. friends brought that man down there paralyzed. <laughs> and they didn't have to bring him back paralyzed. He went running and leaping and praising the Lord. That's I mean, right. God healed him. He ran all over that crusade ground. He was delighted. I saw him a year later. I was back in India a year later. And he said he was still healed. And he was praying for the sick. And he had gone back to the hospital and testified and showed himself to the Christian doctor. And the doctor rejoiced. And the doctor took him all through the hospital and had him pray for people. And people got got healed and that was all because that doctor told him that a man of God was having a crusade and well, see if three friends see if some friends would bring you and he found three friends that brought him now what, what if they hadn't brought him what if the doctor hadn't told him <laughs> oh that's right see I'm not the hero of that story it's the doctor and the three friends right praise God exactly well you know it's like the there in Luke 5 that lame man born of four yes, you know that yes. says it says I, I always like how it says in Luke there chapter 5 it says one day Jesus was teaching, yeah. 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 <laughs> and here he was in this house, and these four men determined to bring this man yeah. went up on the roof, tore the roof up because they couldn't get in. Because they, they tried to get, get in, in through the door, they couldn't, they couldn't get, get in the door. In there were the too crowd. many people, and those four friends were so concerned about getting that guy healed. Yeah. You know, you said this Sunday in the service. You said you always make sure if you're, you know, when you're in trouble that that your friends are fanatics. Your friends are fanatics. You always <laughs> want your friends to be fanatics. No, that's right, and that's what the Anytime church. Anytime you're in trouble, you need a fanatic. That's exactly right. The church needs to be a fanatic. And we need to be people certainly filled with the Holy Ghost, having the wisdom and the mind of God, and knowing how God will want us to be sensitive enough to hear His voice and not not try to make it more. He's going to be the star of the show. Sure. I just need to be the the person that helps you know get the connect curtain the dots, up, yeah. connect, connect the, dots the dots, and pull the curtain up and let let them all see Jesus. But it's so wonderful to know that we have the authority, like you preached so many times to go in, bring people to Jesus, and expect the Lord to heal them and bring them to church, bring no, them to the right. man of God, that's bring right. them to that's the crusade, exactly right. bring them to the prayer meeting. Be involved, be a yeah. part, be part it, of the answer. There's so much work to do that no one in this day and time should ever feel like they're not, um, they don't know, well, what's my ministry? Or that no, nobody right. notices me, that's or right. they won't miss me if I'm not there. You know, uh, your prayers. No, you're a partner, you're part yeah. of the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, your prayers, and, and if you're a weak link in the church, then there are things that don't get done and and only eternity will tell that sometimes but we want to encourage you here on Terry Mize Ministries podcast to always be a partner and be aware of the calling of God on your life to at least pray Holy Ghost prayers that you're you're the unseen conductor (laughs) of the power of God to a world through your prayers through your faithfulness through your attendance at church through work through faithfulness, as I said, through giving, all of these things that God wants us to do in these last days, no one needs to feel inferior, uh, incapable, or not needed. And that's why we're here today to talk to you about all that. Well, our time is gone, and we're going to scoot on to catch a flight. We've got to get to the gate that we need to go to. 
but we just wanted to tell you all that we love you. We're praying for you. Uh, you can find us at terrymize.com, and we're there with the products. We've got all kinds of things. We get prayer requests from people all the time, and we're praying and standing and believing with you that you're going to be able to do what God has called you to do for yourself, your family. <laughs> you know, keep yourself healthy and strong and sound of mind and a soft and sensitive heart to the presence of God that lives within you. And so till next time, we want to confess over you and declare with you that you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.